You're listening to the Weekend Sports Buzz. Tell us your thoughts on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line at 384-1450. Lito missed the boat that day he left the shack. But that was all he missed. Good morning, sports fans. Mike Indafo here at the 1450 Sports Buzz Studios. We are uh, going to be uh, getting on a little bit early today. Got a little preview for you. In at 10 o'clock, I'll be joined in studio uh, by our host and sponsor, Brandon J. Lawrence, in studio today. Very excited to have him in. He's got a wealth of, uh, of football knowledge. He's a big sports fan, loves the Cowboys, loves the Kentucky Wildcats, but just overall just loves watching sports. And uh, it would bring a lot of energy to the show. I'm really excited about having now Big Blue Nation will have the upper hand in the studio, which doesn't happen very often. We'll have two Big Blue Nation people. And then, of course, Ashley Miller will be here representing the cards and uh, giving us her perspective. And then we're going to have a lot to talk about. I, I'm so excited about today's show because, uh, and I want you to join on the conversation, the Oxmore Ford Lincoln Buzz on 384-1450, because obviously almost immediately after this show, we're going to find out the results of the first ever college football playoff rankings and who are going to be the four teams that will be battling out for the first ever college football playoff. And, you know, you would hope that things were going to kind of work themselves out this weekend. And to me, I expected them to get a little cloudy because of teams losing, not because of what we had happen this weekend, which was the top six teams just having absolutely dominant performances. And so – you know, you obviously – you're going to have two different battles here. Who's the overall number one seed, first off? The overall number one seed, is it going to be Alabama? Is it going to be Oregon? And uh, you would think that – you know, I would think Oregon's performance Friday definitely has to put them in that conversation. They uh, were able to avenge their only loss of the season against Arizona by just absolutely throttling them in the Pac-12 championship game. And it's – it's going to now set up, I mean, 51-13 to 13 against the seventh-ranked team in the country uh, is where Arizona was falling. They were the first team out of the six, I guess, that are really in contention for the college football playoff. That also brings up another point. Everybody wants to see this thing expand to eight. But do we really need to expand to eight? Or is six, would six be a great number? We don't really ever get people talking about six that often, but... This year, for example, would be a perfect year to have just six because we have six teams that really deserve a shot, six teams with one loss or less, and then you would have to you could reward Alabama and Oregon, or if it's Florida State, it's Florida. I mean, because we're talking about an undefeated returning national champion, not even being in the top two. Whoever the top two teams would be would get a, a buy of sorts and would be able to have. Uh, their season rewarded. I think six actually would be a really good number to have if they can get the uh, uh, the committee to go with that. I, I don't know. I think everybody, though, you know, this year was the perfect year to have this college football playoff. We have six teams in the mix that are separated just very slightly, and no one really has a, uh, you know, Alabama looks really good, but I wouldn't say that they're as dominant as they've been in the past. So now you're you know, you're looking at a, a great college football playoff situation where we're going to have a bubble, two bubble teams that are going to be very disappointed. One of those bubble teams may have even beaten one of the teams that got in, and uh, you know, with that TCU Baylor deal, because 
you know, right now TCU third, Baylor at, uh, at six. Baylor probably had one of the better wins of the weekend, beating a really good Kansas State team. TCU played an Iowa State team who's, you know, obviously had a struggle this year. Blew them out. But how do you do – I mean, you got two teams in the same conference with one loss. Baylor obviously has got the better win because they beat TCU. TCU's loss is probably the better loss because they lost to Baylor. And uh, I believe Baylor's loss was to West Virginia. <clears throat> how do you separate those two? You know, normally we would all be for – what has happened on the field, and that's that has always been kind of the uh, like actually Baylor's coach, I think, even alluded to it yesterday. The American way, you settled it on the field. Baylor won, however, Baylor won by three at home, which would tell you on a neutral floor that would be a that that would be an even even matchup. A neutral field, you know, that would be a, a usually you get what a three point swing for a home field advantage, so. It's going to make it extremely interesting in that point. Then you've got the Ohio State Buckeyes with a third-string quarterback just just dismantling Wisconsin yesterday, 59-0. The 13th-ranked Wisconsin Badgers, who have had one of the best rushing attacks in college football, so you would think that they would be able to control the clock. That they'd be able to move the ball. They'd be able to get on the scoreboard. 59 to nothing. Ohio State making a statement saying we belong in this college football playoff. And I don't, can't ever imagine a scenario where we would have a one-loss Ohio State team knowing that we were going to have three one-loss teams in this college football playoff. And Ohio State as the Big Ten champion would be on the outside looking in. But they have arguably the worst loss out of this, out of the five teams that have a loss, because obviously Florida State does not have a loss, with that loss to Virginia Tech. Now, everyone knows I am not an Ohio State apologist. I actually am pretty anti-Ohio State. But when you consider when that loss to Virginia Tech occurred early in the year, Braxton Miller goes down. They have to go to another quarterback who obviously has almost a Heisman-type year. And now... Ohio State is able to sustain that loss of, and go to a third-string quarterback and just keep rolling. It's really just an impressive run that they've been on. We've got all this to talk about, plus UK, UofL, college basketball, both of them playing quality opponents. We have the Heisman Trophy is going to be announced next week, if I believe. Tons to talk about. We will be back on the other side of the hour to start the show. Mike Indolfo again for 1450 The Sports Buzz here on the Weekend Sports Buzz. You're listening to the Weekend Sports Buzz. Tell us your thoughts on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line at 384-1450. Good morning, sports fans. Mike Indolfo joined in the studio by Ashley Miller. Ashley, how, how are you doing today? I'm doing amazing. Yeah? Yeah, it's been an awesome week. How are yeah, you? Yeah, an awesome week. That sounds like something we're going to want to talk about maybe. Well, know. sure. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> and then we're going to be joined shortly by our sponsor, Brandon J. Lawrence. This is the Weekend Sports Bus brought to you by Brandon J. Lawrence, personal injury attorney where the J stands for justice. Uh, I'm really not. I'm kind of concerned today being the, the only the lone Cardinal fan amongst you and Brandon. That's yeah, but there's be. not a whole lot to talk about UK-wise. 
You know, besides the fact that the basketball team is awesome. Which we already knew. So. Yeah, so we already knew that. And then, But we will get to talk a little bit about college basketball, mainly because UK and UofL both actually pay, played quality opponents this week. Sure. And both of them won what I thought were impressive, impressively, you know. Yeah, pretty convincing game. And, uh, and then uh, we're also getting ready for a Louisville-Indiana matchup on Tuesday, which would yeah, be really exciting. Be, that will be exciting. I'm very – I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, Indiana uh, – Obviously had the hiccup against Eastern Washington a couple weeks ago, but then they beat Pitt, uh, and you know they're showing some some signs of life. And I think uh, not a game I don't think Louisville fans should really be worried about. I think they're you know should be able to handle Indiana. Yeah. But it would be a big feather in the cap for Indiana if they could go up to Madison Square Garden and knock them off. So. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. I mean, it, I mean, one thing that we do know that cardiac cards have still lived up to their name. Yeah. <laughs> this year, I was at the game on Tuesday for my birthday. And, yeah, I noticed that a lot of people were starting to leave. I know. I was just like, don't do it. You know, that's, <laughs> that's a very interesting thing because uh, it, it didn't look good on TV That as far as, like, how many empty seats you could see on TV. Um, yeah, people no, left. People, tons of people left. Because it was late. First of all, it was a late game. It was it started a late at 9.30. Game. So I think the fact that at the end of the first half we're up, like, 20-something, 20 20-something 20 maybe. I saw a couple people on Facebook blast the fans that left. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I a mean, lot of UL fans upset. It happens. So, but I mean, if if I had to work in the morning and we were up twenty, I'd go home too. I I see that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can definitely see that point without a doubt. But, uh, but we'll talk about that for sure. We also are going to have to talk about just the craziness that is college football right now. Yeah, it's. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I mean, it's hard for me to think that a one-loss Ohio State team. That just won the Big Ten championship over a good Wisconsin team, fifty-nine to zero, is going to be left out. Possible. Well, I mean, it's probable. I think. Yeah. I mean, I don't yeah. know uh, when when all the top six come away with impressive wins over the weekend. Alabama winning the uh, SEC national. Uh, I SEC have to say they have to be title. down number one team. Alabama, really? Absolutely. So to you, there's no argument because that we did a little uh, preview segment coming mm-hmm. in here. Alabama and Oregon for the number one seed, or even Florida State, who's going to defeat a national champion. No, I, I would even I put Florida State down at like four. Honestly. Well, Florida State's four in the poll last yeah. week. Yeah, I'd leave them at four because so, they haven't they haven't been dominant, and maybe they are good, but I, I don't think I think that they've been winning like barely winning against teams that they should be blowing out. I will say I think they played their best game of the year on Saturday, yesterday. Mm, I didn't watch that game, so. Uh, maybe not defensively, but offensively, they looked really good. I mean, they had they actually had the lead at halftime. So that against against a I good, mean that's a first it's, against it's, a really good Georgia Tech team in a couple so. months, right? Yeah, um, I would say that uh, between I think the the gap between Alabama and Oregon though was definitely uh, shortened, or you know, it's definitely slimmer now after the way that Oregon played and avenging their only loss on Friday night. Uh, now, did you even know that game was going on Friday night? Nope. I just happened across it. I didn't even I didn't even know what was going on at all. I mean, I knew that Alabama and Oregon were I mean, Oregon and Arizona were playing in the Pac-12 championship. I mm-hmm. assumed it was on Saturday. You know. Yeah, I assumed every, all the big games were going to be on Saturday. I hadn't heard anything otherwise, so And I was uh you know, after watching Kentucky beat Texas, I just was kind of flipping through the channels and I stumbled across it and I was like, "Oh, this game's on." <laughs> so I mean, just I, I don't know how if the Pac-12 made the best move for them, yeah. playing that thing on a Friday night 
uh, the stadium there, too, was half empty. Mm. You know, they played in an NFL stadium that maybe if Stanford was there or Cal was there that they would have more fans. But um, just, I don't know, it was it was very, it was a weird feel. And then, of course. Lackluster. Yeah, well, I mean, Oregon just dominated. And Oregon, Oregon dominated the number seven team in the country. And that's the other thing that's got to be spoken here. It's like, you know, Oregon looked to me as good if not better than Alabama in their win. Now, that's one win. So, I don't know exactly what's going to come out of that, uh but they're definitely to me the top 2 seeds. I don't think there's any question. Then Florida State's got to see if they're going to be 3 or 4 mm-hmm. after like we said their best win. And then who is I think Florida State's in though. I mean, you can't take the undefeated national champion out. I guess you can. <laughs> but I don't think they will. And then it just really comes down to TCU, Baylor, and Ohio State. Now, you being a former athlete how would you how would it feel to you if you had the same record as the team that got in mm-hmm. and you beat that team and they still got in that would suck it would i mean that would suck i don't know what do you think do you think baylor should be in over tcu <sighs> or should they just eliminate the conversation put ohio state in over both of them well i i also feel like with ohio state the knock on them is the quality of competition they've played throughout the entire season um, so I don't think that you can pull TCU out and put, replace them with Ohio State. Now, Baylor versus TCU, I mean, come on, that's, I mean, that's tough, but I feel like that goes into, like, peaking at the right time, and I think that happens in basketball, too, is, like, some teams that struggled early or lost drop games, like you say, before, like, January. Those things are almost forgotten, depending on how they end the season. So, mm, I'd like to see Alabama versus Florida State and Oregon versus TCU. That's what you think is going to happen. That's my, question. and I think that's what probably most people think is going to happen. I just don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ohio State. Ohio State's going to throw. It's throwing a very interesting wrench in this thing with their performance, and here's. Here's what I look at, and again, you know how much I dislike Ohio State. I mean, yeah. this is this is even <laughs> tell hard. us how much you dislike Ohio State. This is even hard for me to you know even kind of fathom. But for them to lose Braxton Miller at the beginning of the year, yeah, and put Barrett in, they lost that first game against Virginia Tech with Barrett in, which was a bad loss. Virginia Tech's a mediocre team at best, a bowl team though, right? They're six and six, aren't they? They're going to bowl. Yeah, I think so. And then, uh, but that was really Barrett even just getting, just introduced to college football. And then after that, they went on a great run. They did beat number eight Michigan State, which put up 49 points against one of the best defenses in, the, in college football. Mm-hmm. They beat number 25 Minnesota. I don't know if they're really number 25 or not. They handled the rival in Michigan 42-28. And then they just beat the number 13 team in the country again. 59 to nothing with the conference title on the, on the line. They've gotten better. And then we got to remember that this win against Wisconsin was with the third-string quarterback. I mean, Barrett goes down, has a Heisman-quality type season. I think Mariota, though, is winning the Heisman for sure. You think so? Yeah. I, mean, I saw uh, last night that there was a poll ticking that said, will he win just the Heisman, just the national championship, both or neither? And um, quite a few people thought he could get both. Well, I think there's definitely a good shot he could get both. I mean, I guess Oregon. Uh, I mean, do you feel like this? The Alabama is the 
dominant SEC representative that we've had in the past? I hesitate to say no, because although, see, they're 11 and 1. The one game they dropped, if they played again, I think they'd blow them out the water. Oh, they kill Ole Miss right now. So, I mean, you know what? I'll, I'll go ahead and say that they are the dominant SEC champion. Okay. I mean, I mean, as far as a big difference between them and the rest of college football. The rest of college football, it's hard to tell. Yeah. Because they don't really, they haven't really played folks outside of the conference that were really like ranked in the top. Like it would be different if they played, if they touch Oregon or Baylor or TCU or something during the season, they, I think it would be easier to tell because right now I think it's all hypothetical. But I think if you look at, to me, the eyeball test is Alabama for me. Well, I know someone who's going to have an opinion on this, and we got someone on the Oswald oh, floor. Sure. <laughs> and Carolina, Steve, who has got to be devastated. Carolina, I wish I was able to sit in the living room with you on Thursday watching that East Carolina-UCF game. Because I'm sure as East Carolina's coming back, you're going crazy. And then the just unbelievably crazy finish, which I still am not sure how East Carolina didn't even tip that ball. Uh, it, it was just crazy. Well, it's it's a mystery to me. But I remember up here hearing people talk about how Brett Favre bounced a pass off a person's helmet to beat uh, Louisville like that. So it's just... I look at it, It's I, I don't get all heartbroken and upset like I used to because of uh, the fact I look, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Uh, I don't know if you noticed or not, but Coach Stoops was at Greenville this weekend talking to Lincoln Riley. Right, yes. Uh, I, know, I know that they're high on the list. and not, You know, that's going to be the other thing. This is a coordinator spot, so you don't have to necessarily wait to hire a coordinator once everybody's done. So... Uh, it'll be interesting to see if uh, how long it takes for Kentucky to sure up that offensive coordinator position. I think if he's going, he'll be there. Uh, it's just I don't know who will be our offensive coordinator in our bowl game. Now, getting back over to what y'all were talking about, the best team in the land is Alabama, hands down. Thanks, Carolina. The reason is, <laughs> huh? So thank you for your uh, for. Agreeing with me? No, I've always, ever since the 60s, I've always been an Alabama fan because my dad was a Bear Bryant fan. And dad uh, was a high school coach. And when Bryant switched to the wishbone, he wrote him and Coach Bryant sent him some films on how to run the wishbone. So I've always been a Coach Bryant fan. I've always liked Alabama. I've followed them since the days of uh, – Leroy Jordan, Pat Trimble, people like that, and I just, I just like them. I think that their offense is unbelievable. They got probably the, to me, the guy that should win the uh, Heisman Trophy is their wide receiver, Cooper. Yeah, Amari Cooper, and I think that uh, Blake Sims has really surpassed everybody's uh, things. And I think one thing that helps them is their offensive coordinator. People aren't giving Lane Kiffin enough credit for this uh, turnaround with Alabama's offense. He's uh, he's pretty good. I don't look for him to be at Alabama maybe one more year before some school will hire him. And uh, as far as Ohio you can leave them up in Columbus. I'm, I'm, I'm in agreement. I don't like Ohio State. I don't like uh, their coach. 
I didn't like him when he was at Florida. So uh, that's that's just one reason. Now, when I liked Ohio State was when they had Woody Hayes. And uh, I happened to watch the last game Woody ever coached, which was the Gator Bowl, I guess, of all people, Clemson, when he hit the, the ball player. But right. that's going to be good. That's going to be uh, it's going to be some good. I'm interested in seeing who goes where. Do you think Florida State's uh, the four seed or the three seed? They better hope they're the three seed because they'd have to play Alabama first if they weren't. Right. So, uh, so it's go. It's just going to be good. I'm going to be watching it. This is my favorite time of the year. A lot of people don't want to watch all of that, but I like to watch the bowl games to see what different teams from different conferences do and uh, everything. And I do want to congratulate Western Kentucky for get uh, for being bowl eligible. They'll probably go to a bowl. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, mm. Then you. Then you got uh, my ex-coach at East Carolina will make a bowl, Mr. Holtz. He'll be uh, somewhere. So uh, I'm just happy about this and like to watch it. It takes it takes my mind off that game I don't like called basketball. <laughs> oh, man. oh, Carolina, breaking my heart. I die. I die. Uh, this goes back a ways to high school with my dad when a basketball coach stabbed him in the back, and I have not liked basketball since. All right. Well, we're not all bad guys. So, All right, Carolina. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Enjoy your weekend. I, and then, there is one team yeah. here in town I will go watch because I like their coach. I like the way they play. That's Bellman. Okay, yeah. Actually, Bellman's a great basketball to go watch, and it's, uh, it's a lot of fun to go in that place. And it's always, you know, mostly full. And it's got great energy, and uh, you know, I definitely encourage people to go out and see Scotty Davenport's uh, Bellman Knights, who are playing really, really well right now. Um, got a couple of Division One transfers that are really helping out, so uh, check them out. Yeah. Now, before I get off, there's one person I wish y'all would get on as a guest here before February. Let me know. I don't know if you saw it or not. But Ben Rhodes, who won the K&N Pro East Series, was their most popular driver, Rookie of the Year, has signed to race with JR Motorsports. He's going to be driving the same car that Junior, Kevin Harvick, and Casey Kane will drive. He's got a 10-race schedule with them. And this kid, 17 years old, goes to Holy Cross High School. I think he maintains a 4-0 average there with all that he misses. But I'd like for y'all to get him on talk to him because he's very articulate. He's very, very good uh, young man. And I just thoroughly enjoy uh, listening to him and everything. And I think that would be good to, to, to just get the perspective. And I'm, I'm going to make a prediction. He will be more dominant in his sport than either, any basketball or football player coming out of the state of Kentucky. Y'all have a nice All day. All right. Wow. We'll, we'll try to get him on. That's, that's pretty awesome that he's uh, going to have that opportunity. Carolina bringing up a couple of points. Western uh, was left out of the bowl picture a couple of years ago coming out of the Sun Belt. Mm-hmm. With, with their, I think on the camera they had seven or six wins. Now they're, they're in Conference USA, so they're going to get a bowl game. Um, <clears throat> without a doubt, no question. Congrats to uh, Coach Brom down there for what he's done at Western. Uh, you know, obviously Carolina doesn't like Ohio State either. Yeah, I mean, what's and that's what I was gonna ask, but I feel like he was kind of in a role. What is it that makes people hate Ohio State? So much? I think it's the same thing. Why you don't like Kentucky fans in basketball? Well, 
<laughs> well, that's a list. Well, I mean, but there's, I guess, this arrogance that oh, okay. the, the Ohio the State, Ohio State yeah, and they really haven't, like, yeah, I know they won a national title, what, in, like, early 2000s or whatever, and but, I mean, they they went on a, a series there until they cheated and beat Bobby Petrino's Arkansas team, where they never beat an SEC team mm. in true. a bowl game. I That's mean, true. to me, it's, like, kind of, like, almost like paper champion type stuff, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. uh uh, and but the the arrogance about them of the Ohio State University and all that kind of stuff, I just I That's can't annoying. stand. They're to me, they're very very annoying fans. Uh, just probably the same way you feel about BBN. Kentucky. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> you know the same way that Kevin feels about BBN, including me. But that's okay. Uh-oh. Uh oh. So uh, we're gonna find out where everybody goes today. We're gonna find out where the Louisville Cardinals are going. Yep, I'm really um, excited to find out that. And all this happens like. Soon, twelve forty-five. Yeah. It starts rolling out, and it's going to be just imp- incredible. So, we're going to head to our first break, um, and we will be right back here on the Brand J Lawrence Weekend Sports Bus. You're listening to the Weekend Sports Bus. Tell us your thoughts on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line at three eight four fourteen fifty. Welcome back here on the Weekend Sports Bus, brought to you by Brand J Lawrence Personal Injury Attorney Mike Indoffo here with Ashley Miller. And we are talking about a crazy uh, end to the college football regular season and now getting ready for the, the big announcement that happens today at 1245 when we will find out the four teams that are going to be uh, going for the college football playoff. And then we will shortly find out where the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers are going and where the Louisville Cardinals are going for their bowl game. As a Louisville fan, there's been a lot of big trips already this year. Sure. Clemson. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame. You know, it's pretty difficult, I guess, from a financial standpoint, to go on all these trips and then go to a bowl game. game. Sure. They could get lucky and go to Nashville. I think that's what most Louisville fans would kind of want just from a proximity standpoint. Are you serious? Louisville fans want to go somewhere warm. We got to get out of this weather. (laughs) From a... From a... a, Yeah, I mean, proximity standpoint, and I think if it's definitely somewhere close... Obviously, that increases the amount of the fan base that can be in attendance, which, of course, bowl games want. Right. Um, so, obviously, that's a huge deal. If it's de- if it's in Tennessee, then, obviously, the Cardinals are coming in full force. Yeah. And then, you know, but there is a chance to go down to the Citrus Bowl, the Gator Bowl. Um, I guess there's an outside chance that the worst case scenario is that they're going to the Sun Bowl, which would be, but that's like in New Mexico, isn't it? I don't know where that is. Uh, so it's or El Paso or something. It's it's not close, um, and I think that came actually in the same time as UK UofL basketball game. Mm. So that would be that would be a bad situation. Yeah, that would be the worst case scenario is that you go far away on the same on day. the same day as the UK UofL game. At least last year it it's was in El Paso. A couple days in between everything. Well, the, was it the year the year before that? Maybe there was one year though they were on the same day. Um, not too long ago. Was it last year or the year before? But I can't remember which one it was. It wasn't the year for... It wasn't the the Gator Bowl, or the Florida game, when they beat uh, in the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, I know. Um, I can't remember which year it was, but it doesn't... It, it doesn't had to be the year before that, because I remember last year we got to watch the football game and celebrate, and then I went to the men's national championship, and then we went the next day to the women's national championship. Oh, okay, cool. That was a cool trip. Um, so we got the... But Louisville's going to find out which bowl game they they get to go to. You know, I guess. So you're a Louisville fan. Would rather you want to go somewhere in Florida? I'd rather go somewhere warm. Yeah. Yes, but 
Um, I do know for a fact, especially, like you said, all the other big games that people have traveled to in mass this year. Um, and then the fact that it is a holiday season, you know, everybody spends all this money on Christmas. Um, it definitely increases the likelihood that fans can attend if it's close to home. So I wouldn't be upset if it's in Tennessee because then everyone can just drive down and enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, as a, you know, Kentucky got to go to the several Music City Bowls. Mm-hmm. And it is kind of fun as far as that, you know, you know you're going to have the most fans. Um, it feels like a almost like a home game, almost like really nice end-of-the-year celebration with a large number of fans that because you can obviously have a whole lot more fans that can go to Nashville than, you know, would be able to make a – Trip. I mean, especially when you think about going to Nashville, you might you might have at most one night in the hotel. Mm-hmm. You you could quite easily do it with no nights in the hotel. Sure. You know, um, what three hour drive? <clears throat> yeah, two and a half, three hour drive. You know, uh, right around the stadium, it's, it's a lot of fun. But I've been to Nashville one time. Now, seriously? Mm-hmm. Even being this close to Nashville, you've only been there once. Yeah, I mean, nothing really pulls me there, but I went for to see the. Um, what are the girls that, that dance? The Rockets. The Rockets. I want to see Rockets. And they were yeah, there. I saw them in the Grand Ole Opry. Yeah. I mean, that's probably been six, seven years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, there's, I guess, it, the Russell Athletic Bowl still in play for Louisville fans. <laughs> I mean, well, it's a bowl. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. They're going to a bowl. So, um, it's going to be, and it'll be. And I have to say that um, I think. As a whole, in terms of, you know, what we were talking about at the beginning of the season, like what record would say this was a successful year for Bobby Petrino, even though this is not his team. You know, we said eight, eight and four. four. He's nine and three. So he's nine and three. And I think, you know, having the chance to go to a bowl of any capacity, and especially, obviously, Russell Athletic Bowl, I mean, whatever the case might be, it's still a bowl. Um, I'm sure, I feel like we're in a better position this year um, than anybody really wanted to anticipate like a lot of people were saying oh we can go 12 and 2 which i think in retrospect we could have but um i think the 93 record speaks volumes of the potential and uh the coaching mind of bobby petrino and i think it definitely gives fans a lot to look forward to in the coming years well the reports are coming out right now that's most likely going to be the russell athletic bowl for louisville so it looks like that's probably where louisville fans are headed. uh the russell athletic bowl Will be on December 29th. What are you looking at? Uh, the Courier Journal is actually reporting this right now. Uh, the Citrus Bowl is still a less likely, but still existing option. Um, I'm trying to figure out who they would be, who they think Louisville would possibly play in the Russell Athletic Bowl. Just reading through this real fast. So, uh, but yeah, so the Russell Athletic Bowl would be, and then they actually say last year's Russell Athletic Bowl was played the same day as the U of L basketball game and at a uh, road game at Kentucky. So it must have been. Early. It was earlier in the day. Yes, that yeah. was. It was early in the day. Yeah, because I remember talk, people talking about them tailgating, watching the UK U of L basketball game. Mm-hmm. So uh, that would be the the matchup then, going down to Florida, going to the Russell Athletic Bowl, and uh, which is good for recruiting. So could be Kansas State, and it could be Oklahoma. So Oklahoma coming off a loss to Oklahoma State over the weekend, and then Kansas State coming off a loss uh, against Baylor. So uh, that would be uh, so you're looking at a Big Twelve opponent, and. and It'd be uh, in a sunny spot two days after the UK U of L game, so it'd be real nice because you, after you get beat by Kentucky in basketball, oh really? You get to have this nice little you know feel good moment in a, in a bowl game. So while your football team is watching, but yeah, well, they're gonna be watching. It's okay. We're getting used to our new offensive coordinator. Hopefully that they'll have him place by then. Yeah, so have mercy. 
But I mean, I do think, you know, if that's the case and we do end up in Florida, that's regardless of the fact that it's further for the fans, it's good for recruiting in the state of Florida. That's Orlando. Is that right? Is that where that um, was? Let's see. Yeah, that's in Orlando. Yeah. So. We'll uh, be in Orlando next year. Yeah. In the summer, actually. Yeah. Oh, I didn't tell. We're talking, not talk about my week yet. But, yeah. Um, I was voted by the Miss Kentucky Board to co-direct the Miss Kentucky's Outstanding Team Program. Yes, awesome. So myself and then another guy, his name's Brian Jeffries, so he and I will be tag-teaming that, which is awesome because we really get to do like a lot of hands-on work with some of the most amazing teenage girls in the state. So, um, and, and whoever as wins. As far as the, what they do, philanthropically or well, everything. Ath- so, academically, athletically? Basically, not athletically, but... Um, Wow. It's basically the teen version of Miss, Miss Kentucky that goes to Miss America. So the okay. winner goes to Miss America's Outstanding Teen. So we basically will so put it's a pageant. on. It yeah, a pageant. it's a pageant. Yeah. So we put on the state pageant, and then whoever wins, we prepare for the national level. So And that's always something I wanted to do. So I'm really excited about it. Awesome. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. All right. Well, um, what else happened good this week then? I launched my website. Oh, well, yeah. besides you know, my birthday, that. I turned 31. I actually had to, you know, say that there's nothing about the show on the website, and I'm kind of hurt. It's kind of sad. Oh, my gosh. There's so much stuff that's not on the website. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, yeah, that yeah. word is a blip on your radar. That's okay. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Mike. Yeah, but um, I think it's on my bio. It's uh, definitely in my bio. It better be in my bio. Okay. It's supposed to be in my bio. <laughs> Um, yeah, but I was excited about that to get to see the finished product because that's kind of been a labor of love since um, the weekend after Election Day. So really happy that that kind of came into fruition. I got to launch my web or my uh, foundation. Just cool. Like all the stuff is happening, definitely keeping me busy. Busy. A lot. Really, really busy. Yeah. So um, I'm. Yes, it says radio personality right here. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, but it doesn't say. Like, it doesn't say the fourteen fifty the sports buzz. Oh, or, but you know, deeply I'll go ahead and Patrick. let you know that my upcoming article in the Leo does give a shout out to the radio show. All right, there you go. FY. All right, so check out the Leo, and uh, Ashley will be featuring the Leo really soon. And then uh, you know, all right, so let's get back on this college football playoff picture. Yep. I kind of feel from. A conspiracy theory part of me that Ohio State's going to get this spot, and uh, and tell me why. Why do you feel first that? off? It's going to eliminate the Baylor TCU argument, and does TCU still get kind of the mid major type treatment against the traditional powerhouse that is Ohio State? Hmm. And I just feel like if that happens, it's going to be there's going to be this discussion now. The, TCU's only losses to a West Virginia team that, to me, was probably the best 7-5 and five team in college football. Their five losses were all against outstanding opponents, and they, and for the most part, they kept them all close, where they were all and uh, pretty, uh, you know, they were decent losses. It wasn't like they got blown out by anybody. Mm. And uh, including Alabama, who only beat them to begin the year by, by like 12. So I just, uh, it's going to be real interesting to me. I I have this sneaky suspicion, because I agree with your four, Mm -hmm. that that's who it should be, that Ohio State is going to... Sneak in there some kind of way. Just because, you know, first off, who's going to have more viewers? Well, and I think, too, that's also something we just, we were just talking about bowl games, and I think that also has to play a role in this playoff picture is whose fans travel. And everybody knows that Ohio State's fans, like you said, are kind of over the top. 
So they go anywhere. And um, I'm sure whether they want to say it out loud or not, that probably has to play a role in who is selected. Would we even be having this discussion if instead of TCU and Baylor, it was Oklahoma and Texas? No. I mean, I don't think so. Mm -mm. And, uh, you know, I just I have a feeling that Ohio State's going to get in there and they're going to they're going to end up taking that spot, at, especially after how dominant they looked yesterday. And just uh, so then, that, would that put them at number four? And that would make who, if that if that happened, what would the one, two, three, four look like? Ohio State's got to be four. I don't mm-hmm. think there's any way. So not. does that put four instead of three? Yeah, two. A- uh, Oregon, I think Oregon and one Alabama. Alabama. So then that's. Uh, I honestly feel like Alabama, Ohio State. That will be a blowout, I think. It could be. I think it will be. Because it's interesting because I know there was a lot of knock on Blake Sims early in the season, um, even recently, but I think in the past like several games. About just how inconsistent he is? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. and I think that's fair. And I think to Carolina Steve's point, Lane Kiffin's coming in and done a great job with Oh, him. gosh, yeah. Does, yeah. He, does he deserve another chance as being a head coach somewhere? Absolutely. Absolutely. You would hire him? Would you be happy if Bobby Petrino left? I mean, obviously not if he left, but let's just say oh, I was going to say I'd be pissed if Bobby Petrino left. Something happened. Something and then happened. Louisville hires Lane Kiffin. Say something happened. Bobby Petrino had to step down. Yeah, Well, that's probably more likely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know my team. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'd be okay with it. Yeah? Mm-hmm. All right. I don't – I just uh, – because I, I think know. we had this conversation before, like a similar conversation. Some guys um, are just made to be coordinators. Well, I think you're right. You know, I but know. I think there's no doubt. Like you can't even say, like I don't know, you can't knock his growth. You can't knock how good he is at that job. I don't know. Well, I mean, he's really I good at it. I mean, Alabama. Uh, I mean, really. Props to Saban because I don't. I, I would have imagined that those two egos probably clashed mm-hmm. on numerous occasions, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that Lane wants to do things different than the way Saban wants to do it. But for the most part, it looks like Lane's been able to do what he's been want you know need to do down in Alabama, yeah, and, and it's it paid off. Yeah, yeah. And Ronnie Cooper might be the Heisman Trophy. I love that kid. And then to me, he would be my. Uh, he would definitely be my pick. But yeah. I think Mariota's going to get it just from, you know, uh, namesake. And being there last year. So, all right, right, we're going to head into uh, uh, the last break of this hour. We're going to come back, though. We're going to talk about a huge basketball game that's happening today Mm -hmm. in the state of Kentucky. It's not even on regular TV. Not even, although it has been in the past. It has, yes. But the University of Kentucky uh, women's basketball team travels. Number 13 ranked. Number 13 ranked. Both of these coaches do an unbelievable job being a. Uh, just a, a great ambassador for women's basketball in general, but also for their teams. Mm-hmm. And then against the Louisville Cardinals here at the Yum Center, uh, hoping that it should be a packed house. Yeah, uh, we I usually think so. go. I don't, I'm not going this time, but we usually go when it's here. So, are you going? No, I'm not going. So we'll be uh, we'll be right back. I We're have a tuck- date with the gym. Oh, all right. <laughs> We're gonna who's gym by the way? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> we'll be right back, and uh, we'll be talking about that game for a little bit, and then we'll get into some uh, Kentucky and Louisville basketball. Um, looking forward on their seasons. And then, um, of course, we have Ashley's Loco Cinco to start the 11 o'clock hour. So, and then we'll all finish up with uh, making our picks at the end. We got Kelly's picks already. I already have mine, too. And you've already got yours. So, I realize I have to focus on mine when I'm at home and go through the system <laughs> because I cannot talk to you all and do it at the same time. Oh, okay. 
She came in prepared <laughs> is what, it's, what it comes down to. So we'll take a break, and we'll be right back on the Weekend Sports Buzz, brought to you by Brand J. Lawrence, personal injury attorney. You're listening to the Weekend Sports Buzz. Tell us your thoughts on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line at 384-1450. All right, welcome back. Weekend Sports Buzz brought to you by Brandon J. Lawrence, personal injury attorney. We want to hear from you on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line, 384-1450, to join the conversation. And uh, I'm joined here by Ashley Miller. This is I'm Mike Andolfo. And Ashley, where you were just talking before the, or during the break, we got a great women's basketball matchup today, Kentucky versus Louisville, here at the Yum Center. UK and U of R are among eight programs to have their men's and women's team ranked in the top twenty-five. Mm-hmm. And I'm just this is just for me, you know, as talking about just how far this uh, these two coaches have brought these teams. Jeff Wallace has the number one recruiting class coming in for yeah. women's basketball next year. And that's amazing. It's it's unreal. It's amazing. And then uh, the the Cats are ranking. Um, uh, has ranked top and uh, they're in the top twenty-five nationally in, in attendance over the last straight eleven straight years, and uh, it's just amazing to me that Kentucky's fans—they're they're averaging nine over nine thousand fans a game right now for Kentucky, and Louisville's probably in the same boat. I think. Um, well, I don't know. I haven't seen numbers for this year, but I know last year we were ranked number two in the nation for of course it helps women's basketball. All your games in the Yum Center helps. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Kentucky does not do that. They play at Memorial. Uh, mm-hmm. But play at Rupp every once in a while. They just uh, had twenty two thousand fans at Rupp when they beat Baylor. Um, which uh, that's an interesting conversation. As a women's basketball player, mm-hmm. would you want to be in a half full um, arena like that, or would you want to be um, in a jam packed smaller arena that would have just like this incredible energy and, and, and feel to it? Uh. I mean, the Yum Center is a pretty awesome place to play. It is. Um, I'd definitely rather play in the big arena. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Because I think um, regardless of – because I think when you look at fan attendance and those types of things, like fans don't have the room to show up if they don't have the room to show up. Right. That makes sense. So, yeah. Um, I think the fact that Louisville, even before the team was, like, so great, like since they've been playing in Yum – um, the fact that it's so big, the games are way cheaper. Like people that are basketball fans, which obviously in Louisville, there's a lot of those people, um, tend to come support them. And then I think the university does a really good job of pushing the women's basketball program at both um, schools. Well, I don't know you can because yeah. I don't. They, I've not been a. But yeah, same thing. I mean, tw- I think you can get like season tickets for women's basketball. It can take you for like twenty five bucks. Mm-hmm. Um. And just like, uh, but to me, it's amazing because obviously both these schools have unbelievable followings for their men's programs. Yeah. And uh, it'd be really easy to, you spend so much time and energy following the men's program to kind of have the women's program as an afterthought. But in some ways, after football, women's basketball is probably definitely third on in both schools as far as the following goes. I mean, both teams, both schools have really good baseball programs Mm -hmm. and all their stuff, but women's basketball is really held its own while it's in direct competition with the men yeah, for fans and you know absolutely and it's just it's it's to me it's been incredible and i just i actually lo- just love the personalities of both these guys you know <laughs> matthew mitchell's the ultimate show kind of guy um but if you were in the trenches that i don't know if you'd want anyone else than jeff Wallace next to you just kind of like toughing it out and and he reminds me of my college basketball coach um 
even like personality wise, even like the their mannerisms, their like the fact that he never like wears a suit and, <laughs> and stuff like that. Like they kind of look alike. It's interesting. Um, my my college coach now is head coach at I think San Diego State or no Sacramento State. Sacramento State. Okay. Yeah. So um, he just actually just got a big bump up to Division One, but um. It's interesting because their mannerisms are so. I swear, I'm sometimes looking at him, thinking I'm looking at my college coach. The uh, and the other thing about Jeff, it's, he's had to grow. He's had to come up through the basketball world, kind of in the shadow of his sister. Mm-hmm. I mean, his sister Jamie was one of the greatest high school basketball players to ever come through the state of Kentucky. So um, it's going to be a great game. So the, when you talk about the UK UofL women's game, the last. Uh, f- uh, four of the last five games have been decided by six points or less. The last time was in the Yum Center. Kentucky had to get a last second shot off mm-hmm. to even uh, to come away with the W. I just uh, these games are always so freaking close. They are, and it's and I think it's it's kind of like the same thing I was saying about the Louisville Kentucky football game is like that's what a rivalry is supposed to feel like. Yeah, absolutely. And if mm-hmm. you go to those UK U of L uh, women's basketball games. I think that's a, it's a great hook because mm-hmm. UK and U of L playing okay makes me interested to want to come. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, I go and I see a, a great atmosphere and see a great game, and and I'm hooked. I want to go back and see more. Right. And, you know, especially in, in Louisville's case, you're playing the ACC. You're going to have some of the best women's basketball teams mm-hmm. in college, you know, come through with Duke and – Cal's number 10. Who? What, Cal? And then they got, you know, obviously well, that's Notre our town, Dame. Right? Yeah, Notre yeah. Dame. We've got Kentucky's, a lot of – Kentucky's playing Duke as well. Syracuse, UNC. So it's it's just a great it's 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 awesome. So, well, we are now joined in the studio by our man Brandon dun, dun, J. Lawrence. Dun. Hey, how y'all doing? We <laughs> Good just, morning, sunshine. Good morning. <laughs> cool as the other side of the pillow. Brandon J. Lawrence in here. Hey, man, I was listening to y'all on the way in. You got any? You got any love for the UK U of L women's game? Oh yeah, I, I like um I love Jeff Walls because mm-hmm. yeah. um. I'm from Maryland, and when he was um, he was assistant when they won the championship, like in 2000 or something, whatever year they won it. And he's cool, man. I mean, he's he's a great story. Yeah. Real good story. Oh. And, of course, Angel McCautry from Baltimore. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then, so as a Kentucky fan, did you, like, are you pulling for Louisville when they're, if they're in the Final Four for women's basketball? Oh, yeah, I absolutely. Am. Absolutely. I mean, you know, it's the state, man. And, yeah. then, you know, and, and uh, Shimmel and those, I mean, when they, you know, when she went up and climbed uh, Brittany Griner, and it that was, was awesome. It was awesome. I it mean, was awesome. You know, <laughs> you know, and, I mean, I think, and I don't know how you feel about this, Ashley, but you know, outside of the football and basketball rivalry, you know, I, I want to see if if there's a chance for our state to look good, I want them to look good. Mm-hmm. You Ashley doesn't feel that way. <laughs> <laughs> right. so, that's cool. That's cool. That's the Kentucky cool. fans are the bigger people in this. <laughs> I'm I'm Louisville first all day, but I would yeah, say that if if um if for some strange reason um Louisville is not able to play in a championship, I will tell you that even last year I actually partially cheered for Kentucky. To win, even though the men's I, game, the men's yes. Oh whoa! Yeah. Even though I knew it would make me sick to my stomach to have to come in here and deal with all the UK fans that would have something to say about it. Well, but it is good for our state. And um, I was even actually making a joke uh, to one of my friends that how cool would it be if 
um, like the Louisville Kentucky basketball game that's like in December every year was almost like the um, head nod for the team that's going to win the national championship because I just think like last year Kentucky beat us, you all made it to national championship game. The year before that we won, we won. The year before that Kentucky won, they won. I was just saying, that's kind of cool. The uh, I was thinking more though, being a, a former women's basketball player, mm-hmm. especially now you were, you played high school basketball when both these schools started playing better. Yeah. When I was in high school, and, and well, Brandon's not from here, UK and UofL would have, you know, you'd count dozens of fans, in this, and they were both terrible in women's basketball. Yeah. And just to know what they, and I, co- I coach women's basketball, just to know what both these programs does for our state as far as what it does for women's basketball in our state mm-hmm. is huge. It is huge. You know, from the high school, I mean, my little girl who loves playing basketball, she's 10, she's so excited about watching this game today. And it keeps her more and more interested, and she knows that she can rise up and play on a big stage like that, mm-hmm. you know? So That's cool. Which also brings up the fact that it's not on TV. Which um, is we have to watch that on the computer, which is absolutely horrible. I'm going to guess that has something to do with the fact that the playoff and all of that stuff is going on today, and that's probably going to be the primary thing that's going to be on TV. But well, even still, it should be on television. And yeah. we're, we're two hours away from knowing who's playing in this college football playoff brand. Is Ohio State going to throw uh, a ripple into this whole thing? Mike has a conspiracy theory. I don't see how they can get in. They lost the tech, right? They lost the V tech. Early I mean, year. you know, yeah, but I mean, they lost. So it's like, um, I they'll probably get in. If they don't get in, well, they'll have to beat up. They'll have to beat out TCU, right? So, um, well, what about that TCU Baylor thing? TC, what is it? TCU beat Baylor. TCU no, lost. Baylor beat TCU. Baylor beat TCU. Baylor TCU's lost. Who lost to Virginia, West Virginia? Uh, Baylor lost to West Virginia. Baylor lost to West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, man, it, I don't think it really matters, to be honest, because um, Alabama is going to be – the matchup hopefully will be Alabama-Florida State. I'm, I hope Florida State's the four seed because I don't think Bama can beat them. I don't think uh. they can cover – they can't cover the deep ball, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, have you seen wow. this year? It's the, I true. mean, you know, they their offense is great, blah blah blah. But the D, the the DBs are suspect, man. CJ Mosley's gone. You know, they don't have a big. They got that Henry guy, but Florida yeah. State Stevens isn't that much to look at either. You know, not. we got to pause. So before we move back into <laughs> college football, I want to know you all's prediction on this game. So you've got number thirteen UK's women seven and one. They're one and zero on the road versus number seven Louisville. They're eight and zero, six and zero at home. They're playing at the Yum Center. Who's winning this game? Two o'clock. Wow, Kentucky. I mean, of course. I mean, would I expect anything other than Kentucky to come out of your mouth, Brandon? Kentucky's better this year, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, in years past, Louisville's dominated or well, controlled the the thing, but. Uh, I, I, I got a soft spot for Kentucky, man. I think Kentucky's won the last – they've won the last two, I know. Have they? Okay. I don't well, know. But they've both change. been – like well, last year I think it was an overtime and the year before was the last yeah. second shot. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's how great it's this good, rivalry's been. That's a, I think that's probably – I guess a good question would be right. I think that's a better rivalry lately than the men's side because the men have been just so one-sided. Yeah, you know. Anyway, so back to the game at hand. I'm clearly picking Louisville at home. Louisville. So it'll be interesting to see. I just have to turn my computer on. Or yeah, Don't you have I'm Apple watching. TV? You don't have Apple TV? <laughs> no, I don't. Oh, man, you've got to get Apple TV. I mean, it's not going to be long before you're not going to have 
cable. Cable at all, and it's going to be. Can I watch that on like my Xbox? Yes, I can. Uh huh. Oh well, then I can watch it. Yeah, you can get ESPN three off your Xbox. This is me, like the, okay, what the Xbox? non. He's playing have, Grand Theft Auto. No, yeah. I don't have any. <laughs> I only have it. I got it to um for the Connect games, like so the fitness games. Uh-huh. Oh, sure you did. Yeah, that's all I have. Is okay, Your Shape Fitness right. Evolved. Halo. I have Zumba. Zumba on and yeah, video. It games? is hard. Is, I'm don't, don't sleep. You don't want to play Ashley and Madden. I'm just telling you right now. <laughs> <laughs> if I knew how to play video games, I'm sure I would kick both of y'all's butts. But um, wow. I promise you that I did Zumba one day, and I was having so much fun. I did it for like an hour and a half. And the next morning, I could barely walk because my back hurt so bad. <laughs> I was so sore. You get in that stuff? First world problems. Huh? You got, X- you got, you got an Xbox and all that stuff? <laughs> Hashtag. You know what? I love, I love uh, FIFA. Yeah? Yeah. I've got, I've got the, what do I have? PlayStation. You know so what? I like FIFA. How big was PlayStation and all that stuff? Because the best FIFA games and the hockey games oh, yeah. were always the best on, uh, on FIFA and the, those things. Or on uh, uh, PlayStation. Yeah, they're the best games. I mean, yeah, because those are like the sleeper games. And, and yeah, it's awesome. Those games are awesome. It's, it probably has helped those sports out immensely. Oh, definitely, man. But, I mean, here's the deal, right? We went, um, I was over in Paris like a few years ago, and – it was like they had to roll out. This is back when Henri was big, right? So they had to roll out of the FIFA. Like it's it's just like Madden over there. Yeah, it's crazy. So it's like you know just, but yeah, FIFA's. I think FIFA's the best game that they have. I love FIFA. I love. I mean, sports the, game. Yeah, I love playing the FIFA games. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Well, so you think Ohio State's going to get in? TCU, Baylor are going to be left out. I'm kind of starting to lean that well, way. It's tough. TCU. You're going TCU. With TCU. I, I'll stick with TCU. They were yeah. third going in, so yeah. I hope they would have to. I mean, I man, mean but they won fifty nine to nothing yesterday, man. But I mean, gee whiz, man! It's, what is it? Third string quarterback. It's two Big Ten teams. You know, Ohio State week they'll get in there and they'll lose fifty fifty five to three because it's Big Ten, man. It's the Big Ten. They were supposed to beat Wisconsin yesterday. They were, but Wisconsin was still top fifteen. Yeah, thirteenth in the. With the, the the thing that's impressive to me, yeah, they, yeah, tough. with this running game that Wisconsin has, that they right. couldn't even control the clock enough to keep Ohio State from scoring fifty nine points with the run with the dominant running game, yeah, that Ohio State shut down for the most part. I'm not so sure, and again, I, I am I dislike Ohio State like no other. I'm not so sure Ohio State doesn't have the best defense out of the six. Ohio State's got the best defense mm. out of the six teams. I don't know. Alabama's defense is suspect. Four yeah, State's a, defense is Swiss cheese. They might. They might. They might. That's TCU a good point. doesn't play defense. That's a good point. They might. Baylor doesn't play defense. They've got a good defense. Oregon, is it Oregon though, Oregon's guy has been – Oregon's probably there. I mean, it's probably Oregon because Oregon's mm. defense looked really good against Arizona. But. True. But, yeah, but historically, Oregon, when you get to the big game, they, they're not physical. That's the knock on them. That's the knock on the Pac-10, the physicality. When you – when you go like SEC, Big Ten, yeah, and maybe ACC too. It's kind too, of funny how all these stereotypes play into everything, you know? Mm-hmm. All right, we got to take a break. We're at the end of the first hour. We're going to be right back. On the other side, we got Ashley's Loco Cinco, um, and then we'll, uh, we'll get in and talk a little bit more about this college football thing, and then we're going to make our NFL picks. So we'll be right back on the Weekend Sports Bus. You're listening to the Weekend Sports Bus. Tell us your thoughts on the Oxmoor Fort Lincoln Buzz Line at 384 1450. 
All right, that theme music means it is the 11 o'clock hour on the Weekend Sports Bus. Time for the most anticipated segment in all of Louisville Talk Radio. And actually, it could go even further than that because we have so many people, you know, streaming online and going back and listening to the podcast. This could be the the hottest segment in in the whole country. The most loved and most hated. Yes. You've never heard that's what Brandon you want. J. Lawrence. This you've never it. heard Hank this Collin is, and tell me about this how much is what, he hates This segment that's what you want, though. Yeah. is why Brandon J. Lawrence sponsors the show because yep. of how popular this whole deal is. It is time for Ashley's Loco Cinco, or as the kids say, as the kids say, Ashley's crazy. We, uh, we were doing this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> we were doing this whole thing last week where we were supposed to have a different. You know, what are the kids saying on the street? So last last week it was throwing shade. Throwing shade. Throwing shade. So. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. Ashley throws shade all the time on BB, on BBN, I do. but that's all right. And then uh, significant shade. Yeah, we're gonna have to see now what we got for Ashley's five stories on Ashley's Loco Cinco. Well, story number one is a little bit of man drama um, and locker room drama. Apparently, um, people are saying RG three is a spoiled diva who cares more about branding himself than winning. So says a Washington Redskins player who uh, actually talked to TMZ this week. Um, saying he's not the only one in the locker room that feels that way. Apparently, this player spoke with them on the condition of anonymity. He didn't want his name listed, saying that playing with RG3 has been a nightmare this season and the locker room has lost faith in him. Um, He said no one's happy, no one gets the hype around him anymore. And um, as bad as Griffin has played on the field this year, apparently, you know, his demeanor off the field is what makes his other players a little bit angry so he said he's secluded it affects everybody in the game he said they don't really have a real rapport and he's lost confidence and is very complacent now so apparently there's more um his teammates are also skeptical of his future uh not only with the redskins but in the league they think he's out of the league soon they said that they don't even see him being an nfl in the nfl for that much longer i think <laughs> whoever this player is said I think he goes into politics because he's good at those kinds of things is that Cole McCoy? I don't know they nah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean they won't uh, they they only spoke on the wow. conditions that they couldn't say their name but I'm like there's clearly some That's locker real. room drama going on it's real what, shady that is what's your take on RG3 there? Uh, RG3 man you know he he went from sugar to the other S word real quick right <laughs> Um, he's rookie of the year. Yeah. And then he takes the team to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's an NFL quarterback. You know, I mean, I don't see him out of the league. I see Jay Gruden gone before RG3 goes. I don't think he's back in Washington next year. You don't? No. Man, it's general consensus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, but I guess in the locker room. I mean, you definitely follow football a lot closer than I do. And just like uh, – I don't know. I I could I could see their team's complaint a little bit. You know, he's he's been plagued with injuries. I mean, he's had yeah. it hadn't been easy for him. Uh, but I mean, uh, he did. He he started. He took advantage of his brand right away. Even before he left Baylor. I mean, he wins that Heisman Trophy. He starts showing up on TV on everything. You know, that's the he, problem. And then uh, and and you know, but you only got a short amount of time to get paid, right? Yeah, I mean, you he has got, a really cool yeah. soup commercial with his mom. Yeah, <laughs> USAA commercial. Not as good Subway. as Richard Sherman, though. That's true. All right, Mr. Subway, he's cool. <laughs> Mr. Subway, him and AJ Hawk. Was it? No, who was it? Who was he? No, it was uh, Tuck, Justin Tuck, right? Justin Tuck. Yeah. My, only, my only gripe with RG three is, it's like either let your hair grow. <laughs> right. I, I hate people with the same that same between, length of hair. That tweener. 
Like, he's got a tweener. Oh, she thinks a tweener. Because I've I've seen him before, and I'm like, will you like lock your hair or braid it straight back or something? Like you can't do yeah. that, like little girl. Like who does his hair? I, Maybe somebody, he, does somebody, it, he does it himself, maybe. I don't know. The, uh, yeah. Maybe that's the issue. Maybe he's too busy in the locker room braiding his hair. You're, you're, if you're the guy who does his hair is that, that comedian, Cat. Uh, Cat Williams. Yeah, Cat Williams. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that would be funny. Yikes. <laughs> Let's keep him in the league for that. Just for his hairstyles. Okay, story number two. Um, one of Kelly, Patrick's favorite people, Terrell Owens, is back in the putting news. himself back in the news. Apparently, uh, he made a very strong statement that he's ready, willing, and able to step in and play for the Chicago Bears now that Brandon Marshall is out for the season <laughs> with some serious <laughs> injuries. Oh, wow. So um, apparently, he was on the Hollywood Sports Show, which um, actually came on a couple nights ago, and said that he's been working out every single weekend um, and believes he's 100% ready to go. In fact, this uh, 40-year-old man is adamant that he's still better than the majority of the wide receivers in the NFL and just wants a chance to prove it on the field. Um, he also spent some time talking about um, his infamous pri- crying press conference, some of his uh, celebrity apprentice experiences, and <laughs> the like. So Let's talk about braining yourself. <laughs> Serious. Oh, we're talking about brain yourself. While we're on the subject, uh, is it possible that somebody actually gives him a chance, or does he just need to go away? No, they well, he's, he's not going to be Chicago. They ain't forty. Yeah, he's forty. I mean, I don't doubt, but really though, I don't doubt that he probably is better than the majority of the receivers in the NFL. But you know, you he has know. too much drama. No, what? How much are they going to sign him for? I don't know. Like, you know, you could probably get. Oh, he was making what twenty thousand or something in another league. So you could probably get him for about twenty five thousand. <laughs> league minimum. Yeah, you could probably get him for a league minimum. Is oh, the league minimum two fifty? Well, if you get him for the league minimum, is it worth getting him for the league minimum? Well, he's still enough tickets to get him if you get him for the league minimum. I think people are over T.O. Mm-hmm. I do too. Yeah. yeah. I want to know what it would. What was? I think what, he killed himself on the TV show too. <laughs> did he, what it was like? Cries too much in that Forty ers locker room when when Jerry was there. Like, you know Jerry didn't put up with his nonsense. Oh, yeah. And I just, you know, did he not even go crazy until after Jerry Rice left? Or, you know, or did Jerry, was Jerry Rice just constantly, like, keeping him in check? Well, he didn't even talk. You never heard of T.O. No. When 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 uh when Jerry Rice was there. You know, he was like a, he, yeah, he didn't talk. That's, so He would not have time for all, Jerry Rice did not oh, have time for all that. that, was, that was, yeah, that was a totally different atmosphere. It's just funny to me, too, when you think of, like, the prima donna wide receivers that we have now compared to, like, we had some hard-nosed wide receivers when you and I were growing up. Like, Steve Largent was a hard-nosed, make-your-catch, you know, get-back-in-the-huddle kind of guy, Jerry Rice. Those guys. Yeah, those guys were tough. Hard-nosed. They performed. Uh, I mean, you could think, what, Lynn Swan, John Stallworth, uh, Drew Pierce. I mean, those guys, they, they were animated, but you didn't, you know, they didn't do a whole lot of. Um, you didn't hate the guts off the field. They, yeah, any loco cinco stuff. No, you know? <laughs> they didn't make it to that to that point. Not to that level. So Terrell Owens is making a comeback. <sighs> FYI, we'll see. Story number three. Um, and this is other of Kelly Patrick's favorite people in the world. Um, Merriweather. No, Adrian uh, Bonner. <laughs> <laughs> Adrian Bonner. <laughs> close, close, close. Yeah, close. Um, but actually, this is a good story about him. Uh, apparently, he unleashed 
$10,000 of his wallet to get a bunch of toys for kids uh, this past weekend and even personal handed them out. So apparently hundreds of kids showed up for this giveaway at um, a boxing center in Bronner's hometown of Cincinnati. Um, and the former champ said that he organized this toy drive in, con- in conjunction with Toys for Tots Foundation and pulled up with an army truck full of money. Think about it. We need we need to see <laughs> more stories like this. These pro athletes yeah. that get so much and no, you know. I'm not done. All right, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he said that he loves to see the joy and happiness on their faces and promised a second round of action in which he hands out more toys in the same spot on December 22nd. So awesome. in the Cincinnati area, you need to find out where the Toys or Tots location is. and Don't bring cash, though, next time. If you're going to tell them to come and. That you're coming Someone's going to, yeah, in Cincinnati, someone's going to jack his army truck. Look, <laughs> no, here's a picture. No question. He had an army truck. There it is, a little army truck full In front of, of Toys R Us, full oh, of money. That's awesome. Yeah. So, that is life. It could life. be Monopoly money. We're not really sure. It really could. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey Bucks. Yeah. It could be. <laughs> um, have you all seen that movie, um, Now You See Me? Or Now You See It, or something like uh, that. It's like a movie where these like magicians get. Oh involved. yeah. Yeah. So in the end, they're like they jump off the side of a building and their like images turn into money and it falls down on all these people. But it's not really money. It's just like pictures of them. And but people are really excited because they thought it was real money. So it's possible. Guess you got to be there. Okay. <laughs> Watch the movie. It's on Loco Cinco, baby. TV every week. Um, story number four. Apparently, men have a man bag competition going on in the NBA. I didn't know about this, but I thought it was just a girl thing. But apparently, um, (laughs) Kyrie Irving is getting into this man bag game. Apparently, he had like some $800 bag um, with him on the team bus in Manhattan. So apparently, (laughs) it's like a big thing that all the big athletes are dropping all this money on man purses. Um, They've got Colin Kaepernick, DeMarcus Cousins, Floyd Mayweather, Anthony Davis. Um, Apparently, Irving's bag is the top of the line right now because he spent <laughs> somewhere between eight and nine hundred dollars on the wow. MCM stark studded backpack. Um so it's interesting because they quoted Deion Sanders saying that when it comes to fashion, if you look good, you feel good. If you feel good, you play good. If you play good, <laughs> they pay good. So uh, okay. maybe a man purse is a new thing I, I that you all need to put on your uh, Christmas list. I uh man bag. I I get my, it's a my man wife. purse. My wife will oh, tell okay. you that I have a little bit of a, of a bag problem when mm. it comes to like fat packs and stuff like Uh-oh. that, or so like. Man bag. But I can't like I don't know if I can do like a fashionable like purse type, a man purse. I don't know if I. Can so do you something. what you're saying is you don't want a nine hundred dollar designer backpack. No, I mean it depends on what it looked like, but if it's like this, you yeah. know, these little like side satchel type things. No, no I'm not doing. <laughs> I'm not doing all that. Those are cool though. Those are not like you know like the cowboy thing. Yeah, the all leather thing—that's cool. You got one of those? I would get one. But yeah, I don't have one. If anyone's listening, <laughs> wants to know what to get Brandon J. Lawrence for Christmas, he wants a—he wants a man purse. He wants a man purse. But those—I mean, those aren't bad, you know. Yeah, I just it's European. Not me. Those guys go over. It the, is European. Yeah, yeah. They—they—they're going for the European look, mm-hmm. and they're tall, slender, so they can fit all that st- that European stuff. Mm. You know. Whereas you and me, I couldn't do it. Yeah. I'd have, yeah. I'm no. tall, not the slender type. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I couldn't do it. Y'all are cracking But me hey, up. man, you know, they have the, they are, they've already got the capris. And, mm. Oh, that's, oh, that's, that's gone way too far. I've never doing that, by the way. The yeah. capris and the skinny jeans have 
they've crossed the, it's the, line the emasculation of the American male, and that's all I'm going to say because I'm big on that. That it starts with the crap that they have our kids watch on TV <laughs> when they're kids. Dun, dun, dun. There's no more GI Joe. It's There's the no more this stuff. <laughs> yeah, so it's like uh, they they're trying to emasculate men in America. So that's it's trying to soften you up a little bit. No, nah, we can be soft. We can be sensitive, but we yeah, sensitive is good. You gotta have that rugged side too, you know. Yeah, I mean, but wear a man. You got a beard, so you can wear a man bag. It's like man on the top. Can he wear skinny jeans and a man bag? in the middle. Can there's he wear no, skinny hey, jeans? No, skinny jeans wouldn't even be skinny on me. So yeah. Like, fat boy tight. jeans are skinny on me. <laughs> it's you tight jeans. Skinny jeans. And I forgot bag. about Mark yeah, Sanchez. We were talking about, um, we have this conversation, Brandon, about um, – who I think is attractive athlete-wise because there, on, was, there was a huge – Yeah, it was an ongoing conversation because there was a huge debate because I said Derek Jeter I thought was average. So I got attacked for that. Yeah, he's average. <laughs> See? Jeter's average. He's just light-skinned. But I think Mark Sanchez is handsome, but I still pick yeah. um, my other boy with the hair. Who? Dang, I forgot his name already. Oh, he's that that indelible. Yeah. Really <laughs> Let me pull him up. I'm looking right. up. Well, I'll tell you story number five, and then I'll look him up. And because I had uh, Google him, I had lots of pictures on my computer. Um, so <laughs> there you go. Story number five is a, a very sad story that I didn't even want to put on here, but it was news, and I don't think we've talked about it at all because it happened Sunday after Sunday night after the show. But um, the Ohio State football player was oh. found apparently of a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Um, they said. That somebody, apparently a woman and her son, were in the trash looking for items in the dumpster. <coughs> and they found his body, called the police. Um, but they he didn't have any identification on him, but they were able to confirm who it was through tattoos that they could see on his body. Apparently, a lot of people are saying that he was not himself in the days before. Um, they were talking about his concussion injuries and the history of those things, saying that um, he had a lot of times where he was very confused and didn't know what was going on. So they think um, that he actually was just didn't know what was happening and shot himself. And um, his family's not speaking at all right now, which is will be interesting to see kind of what comes of that. Um, but that was really sad you to know, um, even yeah. hear about. But it does definitely open up that conversation that we've been talking about before about the head injuries and football players and how much that really affects them in their everyday life. The thing that was kind of – Shocking to me is that this kid was missing for like what, like five days, right? Yeah, but he was like down the street from his house, right? right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But and it was on; it was, it got national attention and national coverage mm-hmm. when he was missing. Don't really feel like it got the national coverage that you would I would have expected it to no. get. You know, mm-hmm. it was kind of even swept in the background a little bit. Uh, then he comes out with the suicide thing. It was just it was terrible. I mean, it was it's it's awful, and it reminded me of. Uh, the boy who played for the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh yeah, you know hmm. the guy went into the he killed <clears throat> he killed his did he kills he was what well, his girlfriend mm-hmm. but, yeah and then he went into the Chiefs like football complex killed himself in front of his teammates and everybody yeah and uh, you know it's it's yeah. not easy you don't know what people are going through you know it is it's definitely a sad thing for sure so you don't know man mm-hmm. you never know. But who, I mean, yeah, find a guy in a dumpster. He climbs, so that means he climbs into the dumpster and, and shot himself. And shot himself. That's kind of he weird. didn't want to be found. That is weird. That's weird. He didn't want to be found, though, right? But they said, well, like, he, he was, was dressed in all black from head to toe. Like, he just, this is a really interesting situation. Because I also wondered, like, how did he get in the dumpster? Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not funny, but it's just. It's it is, that, that's loco cinco, right? Mm-hmm. That's definitely crazy. And, you know, hey, I feel for the Ohio State and for the the family involved and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, uh, unfortunately, he was obviously well, dealing with some issues that he yeah. wasn't equipped to deal with, you know? And, crazy, uh, man. So. There's a lot of talk about his um, head injuries and concussions, so I wonder if there's something coming after, like, from that. Like, are they going to try to pin that on his? Constant hitting. Yep. We'll have to see. Football, football's, the youth football especially, I mean, it's the numbers are just dropping. Yeah, would you let your kid play football? He played last year. He played flag. Uh-huh. Um, and he played. He did. He elected not to play flag this year. Yeah. I don't think my kid would choose to play football going forward anyway but an interesting case in our um i got we have one guy that goes to the school that's a year older than my son who uh his brother played 11 years in the nfl Uh and he's not letting his kid play tackle football right now Mm. so can't blame him so Mm -hmm. you know and this kid's definitely you know when he played flag football he was athletic and you could tell he could be a good one but he uh they're not yeah they're not playing that kid so you know, I, it's, it's definitely going to start taking a hit. I mean, we're, it's going to be interesting to see how that translates to what we start seeing, you know, five, ten years down the road, what we start seeing on Saturdays and Sundays. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Truth. So. Yeah. So, favorite story. I'm going to go with my favorite story. I don't know if it's a crazy story, but, you know, I like the athletes doing something at the holidays to give back right now. I think that's a fantastic deal, especially when we have things going on where we have a lot of athletes making statements on social issues that are going on right There's now. There's a lot of that happening. I thought your St. Louis Rams story would be on there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, let's talk about that for just a second. Well, give me your, your picks, and then, then we we'll touch back. on that. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I think we need to touch on that kind of stuff when we have a politician in the uh, – I'm a nurse who advocates for people through politics. Okay. I'm not a politician. <laughs> <laughs> and a lawyer. <laughs> What's, what, what are the choices? Oh, so you've got – T.O. T.O., you've got the man purses, you've got... RG3. RG3. The suicide. The locker room drama, the suicide, and the holiday. I like the RG3 story. I mean, that's the story that never goes away. You like the money, or not the money, the uh, male locker room drama? Yeah, yeah, I like the male drama because you got a guy who doesn't want to be, you know, recognized as, as being the snitch. Uh, the source of information. <laughs> so, you know, that's that's some old punk stuff. Man. <laughs> See, I mean, if you don't like the guy, right, obviously you don't like him because you don't like him. So well, for whatever reason, if you don't like him, say, I don't like this guy. You know, go to the guy. Hey, look, man, you need to straighten up. You've just been in the league for a couple of years. I'm a vet, blah, blah, blah. You know, you don't, oh, man, I, I, he's a cancer and other people said, not me, but somebody else says this and that, man, whatever. You know, who are you? I guess he must not be a prominent member of the team. Or maybe he is, which is why he didn't want to say his name. Well, if he's or a, he didn't want his name listed. You would think if you're a prominent member of a team, I mean, we've all been on teams. If you're a prominent member of a team, prominent One enough. One of the real leaders of the team. Yeah, if you're a leader, you're going you're gonna to go to this guy and say, look, man, you know, the guys don't like, don't like your act, you know, what's happening? That's it. I that's mean, you know, the way it should be handled. That's the way it should be handled. You know, unless you're intimidated by the money he's making, power you think he's got on the team. You know, but hey, nobody wants to get cut, right? Did, somebody did, did. 
Well, nobody got cut. It was somebody else. It was a guy who used to play for Eagles that got cut, complained about the offense. But, um, man, I don't know, man. I like the story. Okay. RG3. I'm picking the man purse story. Uh, all right. <laughs> so we got these social issues that are popping up in sports right now. Now, listen, I'm I'm not going to take a stance on the so, on the social issues at hand because, you know, I don't I don't know. I don't stand your ground. Stand your ground. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm torn because don't I'm, be like the guy on. Have you seen the movie Lincoln? No. Oh my gosh, I'm, I can't deal with. I'm this torn guy. right now because <laughs> oh, like Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you know, at the end where they're trying to get all the people on the on board to vote for the Emancipation Proclamation. Yeah. There's one guy who's like running away. He's like, I don't have courage. <laughs> <laughs> don't be that guy. <laughs> well, it's not that I don't have courage. I just don't feel like I'm informed. So th- it's more of the, look, the the two stories, one in St. Louis, one in New York, they're all over the news. But I tend to not watch the news a lot because I don't like to have a lot of negative things thrown in front of me. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to keep it positive. So, um, but I'm also not blind to the fact that these things are dealt with, and I, I didn't grow up African American, obviously. You know, didn't like all this, I didn't change over like Michael what? Jackson. Hold um, up, hold up. <laughs> now I will let you talk about a lot of people. MJ is not one of them. <laughs> but you know, so I don't, I, I don't, I, I did get stereotyped one time by a police officer because I had a, you know, back in the day. Growing up when Snoop Dogg was wearing the hockey jerseys and I had, a, I had my head shaved and I was wearing a hockey jersey. <laughs> you know, I was a teenager and I got, I got pulled right, over. Is there any photographic bit. evidence of this head shaving? I actually <laughs> had my hair in braids. So um, you, you and Kelly, uh, what, is, what is you and Kelly? The uh, resident thugs. The resident the thugs. thugs. Yeah. <laughs> Kelly's the drug dealer. So. <laughs> the thug dealer. <laughs> All right. So, um, you know, we, we grew up respecting police officers and, you know, they obviously have a different feel right now. I'm not so sure I want my police officers on the street worrying about getting in trouble when they're acting. That's a good point. You know, okay, so that's that's one part of it. I'm also not blind to know that there's a lot of ignorant people out there that, you know, like they act with uh, with some sort of prejudice in mind. You know, I don't even know the real story on this uh, on the on the kid in St. Louis because it seems like there's contra- there's oh, contradicting yeah. stories all over the place. Yeah. You know, the autopsy shows that the kid was not shot in the back, that he was coming over after the cop in his car. Right. From the story that I that I hear, I don't know if the, the cop actually did anything that anyone else would have done. Oh you know? yeah, I, I don't know though. You know, I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. But the contradictions are, are what's hard to see. What I saw about the the guy in New York choking that guy out. Yeah, it was crazy. That was crazy. Yeah, and I think um, it seems to be people post-St. Louis incident were like, okay, the police need to wear these body cameras. Right. Then you have this New York incident where right. there was a video, there was video evidence, and he, the person the videotaped and put on YouTube is the only person who got <laughs> indicted. Like, what? What was, what? He, what was his crime? I don't even remember, but I kept seeing Mortaring. that. Like, I mean, golly. So there is video evidence, and you see these people in plain sight killing this person that's unarmed that is not fighting against them. Well, that why you have tasers and stuff like that? I mean, yeah, man, I don't know. It's just it's just a really bad situation. So it's like as much as you don't want the police hesitating and thinking about, like, am I going to get in trouble for doing this? On the other flip side, you kind of want them to because obviously there's people that are going to take that to the extreme and feel like they can do whatever they want. And not get in trouble for it. Like, clearly it's documented that you can kill people in broad daylight on video tape and get in, in no trouble. And that's a problem. Yeah. I, I was just glad to see the uh, 
the Rams, you know, I thought that was cool. Yeah. And then they didn't didn't get fined for it, too, because people were wondering, like, are they going to get in trouble for doing that? But, you know, it was a quiet statement. You know, I didn't think there was – it wasn't over the top. No. It was a – you know, and athletes have a a forum to be able to express what they feel is right, just like actors do or anything else. And, you know, obviously that happens a lot. And they have have the the platform. Could you imagine – for example, if Muhammad Ali was given a platform and he spoke against something that was very unpopular at the time, right. but could you imagine if he didn't have that platform? Like mm-hmm. just the, the amount of good that he's been able to do with that platform uh, overall, you know? Oh, absolutely. It well, the then time. you see uh, Derrick Rose. I actually saw the pictures of him last night the, in the "I Can't Breathe" T-shirt right. in his in warmups yesterday. So it's interesting. It is good. Um, I always say that if you're given a position of influence, whether regardless of what capacity it's in, that you should use it to affect positive change in the community um so the fact that they actually are showing that they're paying attention to what's going on in the world beyond their sport and are not fearful to speak out about it or making um, statements is really good i mean whether people agree with them or not you have to have to uh applaud the courage to do stuff like that yeah you gotta have a a level of consciousness which is cool it's good to see so being in somewhat in law enforcement brandon <laughs> Law enforcement. Well, I mean, you're. I mean, yeah. I mean, an you, officer you deal, of the court. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is guy pulled your and being African American. This guy pulled your your heart a little bit. I mean, I'm sure you've dealt with dirty cops in the past. Um, what, yeah. what's this? What's the solution to all this kind of stuff? I mean, I don't know if it's you know the solution. Part of it has got to be you got to train properly trained officers. Um. You've got to, you have to have a level of sensitivity on both sides as far as the officers with the civilians and the civilians, you know, with the officers. I mean, you know, you got to comply, man. I mean, I'm, like you said, you got pulled over. I've gotten pulled over, and we're here, you know. So, I mean, that's, that means, like, you know, we did something right. So yeah. if they tell you to do something, do it. And if, like, you don't like it, you know, make a complaint afterward, you know. But, I mean, as far as it. As far as the officers go, um, you got to have training, man. You got to have training. And you can't because both of these stories were, like, kind of similar. It reminded me of uh, Do the Right Thing, right? I mean, because when he got choked out, Radio Raheem got choked out. They're like, man, they killed Radio Raheem. But um, <laughs> it was one of those times that the guy, the, Wilson's description of this of this kid was like when he shot him, he hulked up, and he felt like a five year old boy when this kid was towering over. I'm like, this guy's six foot four, so it's like apparently it's a myth. It's a myth that you got this um, superhuman black dude that gets shot, and then like the bullets help him get bigger. You know, it's I don't know. It's <laughs> it's it's a I think it's a myth in uh in among police and stuff like that that. Number one, black guys are more criminal. It's Number two, yeah, yeah. That's you know that they're like, oh man, that guy. I don't know, he could hurt me, and you know that's crazy. Both the guys were big dudes. They're big dudes, big man. Dudes. And you and the one big dude had a gun, yeah. so it's like. But I mean, like you said, but at the other t- the same time, you know, we weren't there, and and everybody, you always give the cop. I mean, cop gets the credibility, um, and that's just does he now just, though? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. in the court he does. In society, yeah, on the in society, too. do you think he does? In society, I think absolutely. it depends on which part of society. I mean, I'm right now feel like if a cop killed 
an African-American person on almost any scenario, it's going to be a major, major news story. Well, you 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 got another one in New York. Mm. In Brooklyn, the kid got killed in the apartment complex. Yeah. That's coming up. With the toy gun, right? No, no, no that was what's the, Where's the toy that gun? That's Cleveland. Cleveland. Now, see, that's another one that's messed yeah. up. You see that toy gun, you don't know it's a toy gun. But, I mean, but the circumstances, he pulled up, and boom, he shot the kid. Yeah. But, I mean, like, but... Then again, the orange tip was taken off, made it look like a real gun. So it's always a whole bunch of other circ- variables and circumstances in that in that thing. But hey, man, I don't know. You what? You got an answer? No. <laughs> I mean, but nobody, I also I feel does. I do feel like nobody. our society as a whole whole has to be has to needs to. This is not just in this issue. This is overall in everything. Yeah. We are so quick to jump to a conclusion. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I just feel like we need to figure out, we need to get have, be more willing to really listen for answers of what really happened and not just be so quick to react. You know, and that happens in sports all the time, right? I mean, you win a game, coach, coach is great. You lose a game, coach, coach should be fired. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it changes. I, but it, just our society as a whole is just so quick to jump immediately to a, a, a conclusion, whether it's right or wrong. Yeah. I think that um, my issue is always – how reactive people are instead of proactive. And I think that goes in every aspect, whether you're talking about social issues, whether you're talking about politics, whether you're talking about whatever the case may be. I think a lot of people sit back and they don't engage into what's going on in the community until something horrible happens. I think that's a great point. And that is one thing that drives me absolutely up the walls. Like where were all these people, the ones that are protesting, the ones that are doing all these things on November 4th? when you could have voted for who this person is that's leading in your community that's making these decisions that are oh, doing yeah. all those things. Like, why don't you engage the yeah. other 364 days of the year? Right. So that's always, like, my thing is, like, every people need to be engaged regardless of ethnicity, regardless of socioeconomic, ex, socioeconomic status. People need to be engaged in what's going on around them all the time. And, well, I mean, and, well, and my point, like, because, you know, like I said, I don't want to watch the news because I don't want the negative stuff. Right. right. But I'm not afraid to get passionate about something and get engaged and empower and change it by what I do with my actions, not mm-hmm. necessarily even getting out and voting, yeah. but just getting out and trying to change your community for the better mm-hmm. and trying to make a positive influence where you can. Right. Yeah. All right. We got to take a break because we're way overdue and uh, we're going to come back. We're going to touch on a little bit of UK U of L basketball because we've, it's December and we haven't even really talked about UK U of L basketball. And then we're going to uh, make our NFL picks. We'll be right back on the weekend sports buzz brought to you by Brandon J. Lawrence, personal injury attorney. You're listening to the Weekend Sports Buzz. Tell us your thoughts on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line at 384-1450. All right, welcome back. Weekend Sports Buzz. Mike Andolfo joined in studio by Ashley Miller and our our, our sponsor, Brian J. Lawrence, is in the studio. So we're uh, we're going to go ahead and we're going to make our picks now and finish talking about UK UofL with the, uh, uh, as far as basketball goes with our the remaining time we have. And, of course... I got Kelly's picks with us via uh, Twitter or uh, uh, text message, and uh, we got a, a resident guest picker today to see how Brandon J. Lawrence does against the experts that is the <laughs> Ashley Miller system and and Mike Andolfo. So, um, all right, so we're gonna we're gonna start. We got big games today. I mean, we're we're getting down to the crunch time. The NFL is close. Our CBS game here locally is no exception. When we have the Cincinnati Bengals, who are I guess a a half game up? No, I guess they're a, a, a game and a half maybe up on Baltimore and Pittsburgh. This 
this the and Cleveland all everybody is still in this thing in this in the uh, AFC North. So Cincinnati hosts Pittsburgh today and is a three point favorite against the Steelers. Ashley, who you got? I got the Steelers. You're taking the Steelers. Ashley or Kelly picked the uh, the Bengals. Of course, he picked the Bengals. He usually picks against his team though in these big games. He's so. starting to trust Andy Dalton. <laughs> okay, uh, and who do you like on this one? Be you gotta go who they man. He's going with the Bengals as well. I will. Uh, I'm I'm taking the Bengals too. So right off the bat, we're disagreeing on something. Mm-hmm. All right, now we're uh, we're gonna go to the St. Louis and the Redskins. Uh, St. Louis, I think, playing really well. I mean, they're starting to show some signs that they can get things together. They're just in a really tough division. And of course, we have turmoil in Washington. St. Louis man is, drama. <laughs> St. Louis is a three-point road favorite going to Washington. Kelly picks the Redskins. I got the Rams. Yeah, Rams are going to do it. I'm taking the Rams as well. Awesome. Why would you pick the Redskins? Like, you know, Kelly. Kelly just likes to be different. Yeah, he does. Oh, okay. He's going against the system. <laughs> yeah. All right. The New York football giants go on the road to face the Titans today. New York is a three-point road favorite in this game as well, and Kelly is picking the Giants. Giants. Giants against who? The the Titans. Titans. I'm taking the Giants as well. Titans. <laughs> That's not in your face. Yeah. <laughs> Titans are good. All right. Now, this is a huge game down in the in the terrible – NFC South, where everyone is awful. <laughs> we have the five and seven leading New Orleans Saints hosting the three and eight and one Carolina Panthers. New Orleans, though, this is a big number. Nine and a half point favorite at home against Carolina. I'm taking the Saints, but I don't know. I don't think it's gonna be that big of a, of a, a margin. I'm taking the Saints also. Kelly took the Saints. Let's go Carolina. I mean. Cam, come on, Cam. Do some Superman stuff or something. It's a totally different team from last year, man. I don't even know exactly what happened to them, you know? Yeah. All right. The New York football Jets go to play the fighting Teddy Bridgewaters. Um, and Minnesota is a four-and-a-half-point home favorite. Kelly is taking Minnesota. I am taking Minnesota. I'm taking Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota. They, they're not going to let Geno Smith throw the ball. It's the first time we all agree. <laughs> So hopefully Teddy has a good game up there for uh, for the Vikings. He will. Baltimore <laughs> at Miami. Uh, you know, big game for the for the Ravens just because they can't afford to drop one. And Miami's been tough. Uh, Miami's a three point home favorite. Uh, Kelly took Baltimore, but I am taking the Dolphins. I'm taking the Ravens. Ravens. All right, the Colts. I like the disagreement today. Yeah, we've only agreed totally on one so far. That's pretty amazing. The Colts are uh, going to uh, Cleveland, and they are a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, Andrew Luck going up to to face Johnny Football, if Johnny Football plays. I guess Hoyer's playing, though, today. Um, Kelly took the Colts. Colts. I'm taking the Colts. You got to take Hoyer, man. Hoyer's got something to prove. All right, going to Cleveland. Dog pound. They're so sketchy. Yeah. They are sketchy. Big. I mean, again, that's a game that they can't afford to drop either. All right, Detroit hosts Tampa Bay, which I don't even really need to ask everyone for their picks this one. <laughs> oh, yeah. I ain't taking Detroit. Oh, Kelly yeah. took Detroit. Everyone taking Detroit? Yeah. Still Detroit. All right, Megatron. All right, Houston, uh, six-and-a-half-point road favorite going to Jacksonville. Kelly took Houston. I have Texans, yeah. You're taking who? Texans. Texans. Yeah, I think that's a trap game, man. I think it could uh, be, too, but I'm still taking Houston. Yeah, I'll take Houston, too. I, mean, I, I, don't, I don't disagree with you. I think it could be a trap game. <laughs> Buffalo 
on the road again. Another game. I don't know if I have to ask everybody what they are doing here. Uh, going to play Denver. Denver is a ten-point home favorite, which I don't even think that's enough. Yeah. Uh, Kelly's taking Denver, and I'm taking yeah, I Broncos. It's interesting because when I was picking this, I was like, man, I've surely picked a lot of road teams to win. But Buffalo's hot though. Buffalo's on the road. They are not beating the Broncos today. Uh, <laughs> and Denver, Denver? No. they're not that hot. <laughs> I, I, got, I got to go with the Buffalo Bills. Just to, you're just, going with Buffalo, just for giggles, man. All right, <laughs> all right. Kansas City going to Arizona. Arizona. We were talking last week how they didn't get respect, and they were a uh, they were an underdog to the Falcons, uh, and then of course Atlanta wins. Everyone now questioning whether or not Arizona can even hold on to win the NFC West or even make the playoffs. Uh, this is a must-win for Arizona if they're going to do that. Kansas City is a two-and-a-half-point road favorite going to Arizona. I uh, Kelly is taking Kansas City. I am going to take Arizona. I'm taking Arizona. They can't lose this game. <laughs> Kansas City. I'm with Kelly. A totally split there. All right. Uh, Seattle. is our. This is our Fox game, the 4 o'clock game. Seattle and probably the game of the weekend. Seattle going to play the Eagles in Philly. Mm-hmm. Philly is a one-point favorite at home. Uh, this is going to be a, a great really game. Really good game. Yeah. Uh, Kelly took the Seahawks. I, I honestly I'm went not sure yet. back and forth <laughs> and back and forth and back and forth again, but I'm taking the Seahawks. <laughs> yeah, Seahawks. I think I'm taking the Seahawks as well just because I think they're starting to find themselves. They uh, have to. They yeah. don't have a choice. I mean, but... after the way they played at San Francisco, um, it was unreal. Hopefully this is a game that we don't have to worry about at all. My 49ers going to play Oakland. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> I'm guessing that no one, hopefully no one gets killed is basically what I'm hoping. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, that's a possibility. Yeah. I'm taking the Niners on the road. They're a nine-point road favorite, and uh, Kelly took the Niners I'm as well. I'm taking the Niners. Oakland. Oakland. Oh. Oh. Yeah, Oakland. yeah, it's just, you know, somebody's loving the underdog. You got to have, have some upsets, some, you know. Um, all right, the Patriots going to San Diego. New England's a four-and-a-half-point road favorite in this one. I, San Diego's been playing well. It's a tough game. I mean, and, and this is not an easy game for the Patriots at all. Uh, Kelly took the Patriots. I'm taking Patriots. Char- Chargers. It's got to be different. It's the bowl of I know, time. but I'm thinking about this too, man. I, I'm kind of leaning that way. Rivers is hot. Mm-hmm. I'll go with San Diego. I'll take the Chargers. The system was close in this game. I'll let you know that. It was. That, that, helps, that helps my decision. <laughs> this, game, this game won't be close. Uh, Atlanta going on the road to play Green Bay. Green Bay is playing really, really well right now. Yeah. Yeah, um, cool. Kelly took Green Bay. I'm taking Green Bay. I'm taking Green Bay. Green Bay. All right. We're going to go ahead and hit our last break. Coming back. And we will uh, we'll finish up talking about UK UofL basketball after their impressive wins over Texas and Ohio State, respectively. And uh, we'll be right back on the Weekend Sports Bus. You're listening to the Weekend Sports Bus. Tell us your thoughts on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line at 384-1450. All right, final segment of the Weekend Sports Bus. Mike and Doffo joined in studio with Ashley Miller and our man Brandon J. Lawrence. This is the Weekend Sports Buzz. And we're going to finish the show talking a little UK UFL basketball. We got to see both these teams play a quality opponent this week. Finally, um, finally, 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 yes. It was. It's kind of long wait, and it's going to be that way now for a while because Kentucky's got a game with North Carolina next week that everyone's looking forward to. Louisville's got Indiana coming up on Tuesday. Um, I'll tell you what. I expected Louisville to lose against Ohio State. 
Dang. That's not that's not me being a hater. I mean, that was shots fired. That was that was because you know when I look <laughs> at Louisville's lack of depth down low, you know Ohio State's got Amir Williams, who was a, a veteran college player, who was a McDonald's All American. They've got Mark Loving, who is a guy that Louisville wanted really bad, is a high caliber post player. They got D'Angelo Russell. They had the you know Shane Scott. They had good guards. They had uh, decent depth. I thought. Ohio State was going to play Louisville really, really tough. Louisville dominated that game. And I don't think there's any question right now which two teams to this point have had the best defense in college basketball. But it is both teams are in the state of Kentucky. And they're doing it in different ways. Mm-hmm. Louisville and Kentucky defensively are just phenomenal. Ashley? Um, you were I, it was interesting to me, um, you know, considering the, like you said, the lack of depth on the inside and um, – What's his name? I can't say the boy's name right. Shinanu? Yeah, just call him Nanu. Nanu. Okay. Or if you go with his Twitter handle, which is Duh African King. I'm definitely not saying that. (laughs) But um, he barely got to play. He got in, you know, he he wasn't really. Three fouls, only played 10 minutes. Yeah, he, he definitely did not give us a lot. But what I was impressed by, like I said before, I need a phonetic. Pronunciation um, on us. Is that who you're gonna go with? Yeah, that's what I was about to say. But yeah. I was just saying I want a list of how to properly say all of these boys' names so I can say them correctly. But <laughs> my mood is my boy. Like I am so looking forward to watching him grow and develop as a player because he showed um, a lot of potential in that game. I wasn't expecting it at all. Yeah, because you would have thought they would have you know gone a different direction than you know going away from Anas. Um, you know, Mango, for example, only picking up five minutes. Listen, I'm calling. I called it that night in a text conversation with um, a, a UK fan that will remain nameless. That was that, not me, by the way. That was not you. <laughs> that when my moon gains 20 pounds, 30 pounds, whatever. 40, 50 pounds. I'll give him 30, uh-huh. minimum of 30. We'll like, get him on the Mike Dolphin Lawrence eating program. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think if we look at him this uh, going into January next year, he's going to be a monster. Because he, yeah. he's so long. He has a nice touch on the ball. So he clearly can shoot the ball. And I mean, because I honestly feel like the mistakes that he made, like those little like layups and stuff he missed, he's nervous. Like he's got to get comfortable out oh, there. He yeah, I, When I look at him, what'd you say? Can't miss bunnies. I mean, you can't when you're that tall. You really shouldn't. But if you're a freshman, a skinny uh, freshman at that, you're going to miss those may, from time make, to time. Make baskets or make excuses. Anyhow, um, you just made me forget what I was going to say. <laughs> but I did. I wasn't really impressed with how he played, and I'm looking forward to his growth. Yeah. I mean, that was, was my bright spot. It was spot. huge for him. That no, was my bright spot. For not a bright spot for UofL. We still don't know anything about Shaquan Aaron. Yeah, that's The one funny. thing we do know is that it's not an academic issue. It's an amateur status issue. And we were supposed to find out this week from all everything that we were hearing is that they, you know it could have been Monday, and then we heard that oh it's going to be this week for sure, and then still nothing from the NCAA. You know it's kind of like you see the movie Cinderella Man, where yeah. if they take this long to make a decision, they're going to find a way to screw a man. Mm. Yeah, that's what will happen. And I I'm I'm starting to get worried, and I don't know what's going on. I don't know the issue, the amateur issue that they could be dealing with, but if they're looking into something like that. I mean, I'm, and they need him. They need him for death-wise. Hopefully, Anton Gill's 15 points against four internationals is a sign of what he's getting ready to provide. It's it should be. I mean, I mean, good God, it's time for him to do something. Because Q and Q and Anton Gill need to be the the main subs. Brandon, don't. 
So, um, you know, I, they need Shaquan Aaron. They need him bad. If they're going to even have a chance in that game against Kentucky on the 27th, they have to have a guy like Shaquan Aaron on the floor. I mean, that's an extra. That's really extra that you just said that. But, I mean, he's not, gonna change, <laughs> he's not going to change the outcome just him by himself. Like, that is so extra. Well, it's from a depth of wood. It I would mean, affect it a little bit. But yeah. you, can't, you can't, you know, have David Levitt as your eighth guy going against, you, you know, can? Don't hate on David Levitt. I'm not hating on David Levitt. He's got I, swag. I like David Levitt. <laughs> But you, you know, when you're talking about David Levitt or Devin Booker, there's, there's a difference. Well, I'm telling you that you thought we were losing that game and we won. So, huh. yes. So we'll see. And I'm, I'm telling you, I was impressed. Mm-hmm. I was. Are you impressed with Louisville so far? Mm-hmm. UVL's good. Yeah, they're good. They, yeah, they should be good though. They've got the experience. Um, you know, those guys, they're you, good. You got to be for Louisville to win a game against a quality opponent. You have to make sure that Jones, Rozier. And uh, and Montrez had to play at least a 30, 33, 35 minutes in that ball game, and if they one of if Mont, especially Montrez gets in yeah. foul trouble, that that's a major. Well, I mean, I guess I disagree just for the simple fact that we didn't really have that on Tuesday against Ohio State. No way. Wait a minute. What foul trouble? No, I mean, no. you Trez think like, thirty four? Yeah, but he was very like he was not as effective Actually, on the offensive end at all. The thing, the guy we got to talk about because we've. For, we we make fun of him for never showing up in a big game. Blackshear. 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 Yeah. I he have been out. telling y'all for years. Well, I've been uh, look so to the point where like people will now say Blaine Blackshear is my cousin because like I'm like his number one cheerleader because I'm like yes, this is it. Like he he's gonna, he's gonna step up. <laughs> he, he played well. He, he played has really to step well. up. He doesn't have a choice. Like all right, Kentucky. Kentucky didn't. We only got two minutes. Kentucky did not play as well against Texas and still won easily. So. Yeah. Uh, that might be a problem going down the road, though. Yeah, it could be. You know, they just uh, had yeah. trouble getting going. They Carolina just, this week, right? Mm-hmm. Carolina on Saturday. Which day? Saturday. Yeah. Who do you do? You all have another game? Yeah, they got the two week? actually. But it's Eastern Kentucky today. I'm nah. pre- feeling pretty good about the Eastern <laughs> Kentucky game. I would hope so. Uh, and then Columbia, uh, you know, us against the Ivy, the Ivy League. Yeah. Mm. On the tenth, I'm feeling all right about that one too. Uh, but getting ready for Carolina. I mean, Carolina's had some disappointing. Performances already too. I don't want them to take them lightly because, you know, they're good. Uh, well, they're definitely talented enough, I guess, to give Kentucky a run if oh, yeah. uh, if Kentucky doesn't show up. Got to yeah. keep them interested, man. Because now you, after you at Carolina, you Carol. This is the it's Carolina, UCLA, and Louisville to finish the non conference. I think boom, boom, boom. The big question is going to be when is how how long is this pl- platoon thing going to last? It can't last too long. Well, the foul trouble is. Demolished it over the the Texas game. So well, we don't have time. But when I was in at Berea College, my junior, actually my senior season, junior and senior season, my coach implemented a very similar system that he stole from uh, Grinnell. Yeah, and we played that and led the nation in scoring. We led the nation in three points, three pointers attempts, and made like all divisions, NCAA one, two, three, everything from Berea and AI school. So but Cal's, not, Cal's possible. Not doing He's that. not doing that, but it's possible that it works out. All right, Which we got to roll. He was, he was on Berea, Berea College. Which platoon? Uh, the blue platoon. The first one. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the first one was. Brandon, thanks for joining us today. I'm glad you can make it in. Yeah. Ashley, it's a pleasure as always. We'll be back here next Sunday breaking down some more basketball action, and uh, we will talk to you later on the Weekend Sports Buzz.